Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. I'm your host, Elena Fox. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time. And now whenever and wherever you happen to be, as you plod along on this pale blue dot that we all are living on, I hope that you are paying attention to the, uh, energies. Again, we're going to go with the energies, the, uh, Ascension symptoms and energies also of April. That includes a lot of Aries energy. We're in Aries season now, and you might feel the need to burst forth and, uh, hold on. So apparently knock shit off the walls. I'm going to go see if my cat's okay. I'll be right back. I don't know what she did, but she was crashing about and there she goes again, take off running. <laughs> my cat is <clears throat> apparently very affected by this season. She has many planets in, um, Aries or at least many Mars related planets. I can't explain it. I'm not an astrologer and I don't understand astrology too terribly well, but I know (laughs) when I read Miss Knowledge Ravenspell's chart last week, I was like, oh, (laughs) no wonder she's so headstrong. (laughs) I mean, there are times when she falls down and gets so mad, she will attack me like it's my fault (laughs) and she'll bite me. And she'll jump uh, four feet off the ground to come at me to bite me. (laughs) Or, and then scratch me and, you know, like she'd get really mad. Sometimes when she falls down, she starts licking herself like, I meant to do that. (laughs) And this time she made this loud crash and came right up the stairs. And then she got right to the top, like before the top two stairs. And then casually walks all slow, like, I didn't do that. It must have been Jordan. <laughs> I think she likes having somebody else to blame things on. It's just the way she looked at me like, it wasn't me. It's like, we all know it was you, dude. Kitty cat. She's crazy. Anyway, she is highly affected by the Mars energy. But as the astrologers on YouTube that I've listened to, as they talk about the energy of last week and this week, we have been building up a momentum, an energetic momentum that is like, like last week was like two weeks ago was like the setup. This week was like, last week was like uh, kind of, woo, we're going to have a lot more energy. We're going to get things done. This week is like the freaking freight train. So any projects you've been working on and moving towards, it's definitely going to get done. Now I've mentioned these before, but if you're just tuning in, I'm going to let you know some of my favorites. Gregory Scott is an excellent astrologer. He also does tarot card readings 
um, one every day. He's out of the UK, so his readings are out relatively early. I mean, if you're on in the Americas at all, um, where I am, I'm always appreciative. I get his readings the night before, you know, so I know it's coming up for the next day. If I decide that that might be an energy for me today. Also, um, astrology with Heather is she's quite excellent and I've been very happy, uh, with her predictions so far. So good. I've found that her stuff is quite accurate. So, uh, I'm going to also read you guys some information from Naga Healing Guide because this is, uh, I mean, not Naga Healing Guide Dense. <laughs> and anyway, she's on Instagram and this is, uh, she put a couple days ago, she put this out and it seems to be still happening. And then I'm going to give you some more things that I've noticed in addition to this. Um, solar plexa. Plexa. Oh my God. Solar plexus (laughs) with the S at the end. P L E X U S not plexa. (laughs) The solar plexus and heart chakra are both receiving activations right now. I think our tongues are receiving activations. That's why I'm not able to speak. (laughs) Oh my God. My friend told me Uh, that he's just done. He's so tired of humanity. And he was like, I am so over it. I'm so mad. Like, I just don't want to live here anymore. I'm really, really tired and I don't belong here. And I know he's also an incarnated incarnated archangel. There's like 7,000 of us incarnated on earth to help with the ascension. And it's been a big strain for us wanting to go back to the crystal city, having memories of being there, but then being here going, Oh, you know, come on people. Let's all wake up. (laughs) And if you're listening to this, you're not in the category (laughs) of people that, cause you are already awakened and awakening. But, (laughs) but he was being so frustrated because every time he's talking to people around him, he's just like, what is wrong with people? Why don't they see reality? They don't see the truth. Why can't they just be more spiritual and enlightened? And he's just done. So I sent him something that said, um, you know, I sent him a really amazing heartwarming story about, um, a pair of, um, I mean, a couple who one of the, one of the men found, uh, a baby in the subway and, and it was like only two days old. It was wrapped in a sweatshirt and it had the umbilical cord in his belly button still. And he's like, Oh my God. Oh my God. And he looked around and there's no, it was just an abandoned baby. So he was like, well, I'm going to go ahead and take, um, take the baby to the police station, obviously. And so he did all that. And when he, he was asked to go to the hearing and the baby, um, didn't have anyone coming forward to claim it. And it was widely publicized all over New York and the, um, anyway, basically the judge looked at the guy who found the baby and she said, would you like to adopt the baby? You're literally the strongest connection point to this child that this child has in this world right now. And he was just shocked. He's like, no, I, what <laughs> do I want to raise this baby? And all of a sudden something in his heart welled up and he said, yes. And that baby is 20 years old now. And the baby is thriving and he's a grown man and it's like really cool well the story made me cry the whole I was bawling my head off the whole time so I sent this to my friend and I said I was 
and I, I did the speech to text, which is always funny because it always typos wrong. Everything is wrong. (laughs) You have to go back and fix three or four things, which I did. And then I sent it and then, and and then I ended up saying I bombed my head off (laughs) B O M B D. And I'm like, Oh my God. So I corrected myself again. And I said, bald my head off and sent that. And then it spelled it B A L L E D (laughs) bald my head off. (laughs) Like, no, I didn't do that either. I bald my head off B A W L E D. Oh my God. It was just, it was like, that's how the communication has been for me all day long. So for me, not being able to pronounce one word right now that I've pronounced thousands of times, it just goes to show. <laughs> so if that's, if you're stumbling over your words and you're like, blah, 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 you know, you just don't know what you're saying or you know what you're saying, but you can't say it. You know what you mean, but the words coming out completely wrong. I think that might be an ascension symptom. If it's not happening to you, it's just me. <laughs> I think I have to readjust my neck vertebrae. I don't know. Something's gone. Something's off. <laughs> but anyway, it, it looks like we're receiving activations. And the heart has been quite closed off today, according to Naga. I don't know. I kind of feel like it might be possible, but I'm not sure. She said that it will help to eat green vegetables like spinach or wearing green clothing, basically just surrounding yourself with the color green will help. Solar plexus is clearing out and it's, uh, clearing the inability to see the good things around you for choosing to focus on what's wrong, being overly critical of yourself and rejection of your emotions, but being too overly emotional. Other times rejecting the help that you're being offered or refusing to ask for help when you need it and being constantly unhappy just because spending too much time doubting and not taking, um, action or having a lack of planning. And she has three panels. I'm only going to read you two in the first one. She talked about starting tasks and procrastinating. And what's really funny about that is a couple days ago, I was writing, um, my fifth video in this. Um, I now have 20 pages in my class that I'm getting ready to shoot. Um, hopefully this week for Udemy. And if you, I'm, I'm finished with this season on Friday guys. So this is our last week together for a while. And then during the break, I am going to be working on other projects. I'm not going to have six weeks to do nothing. I'm going to be working my butt off (laughs) to get this Udemy class out on the 15 sources of anxiety. And then I'm going to, um, go ahead and, uh, I don't know, I guess I'm going to have to start working an actual job (laughs) in addition to also, uh, starting to get my books in order so that I could start publishing. Um, probably the first book will be in June. Hopefully I can knock on wood for that one, (laughs) but that's kind of like the goal or, you know, maybe July, you know, but I'm very busy and I, you know, it's just the way things are. I have noticed though, this is airy season and things are coming really rapidly and fast. Things that you've been trying to manifest that there were blocks, things are coming back to you right now. I have noticed, um, like I've been trying to obviously manifest, uh, enough money to buy a condo. I've been trying to manifest a a whole bunch of stuff where I'm just like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. You know, um, I've been writing my show or I mean my, um, 
my show. I've been doing my show for you guys. I've been writing my my first Udemy class, and I'm going really slow with it because I'm trying to make it perfect in trying to make like a template so that all my other classes will be easier. And I think I'll be able to crank out one every couple weeks after this one, which is now taking me almost two months to write. But, um, like I said, I wrote like five pages of homework and 20 pages of the actual class, which is like the outline. And I've already, um, gotten together with like Udemy themselves. And I've already started the process on their website. It's, it's all pretty extensive and I've been doing my, um, pal fish, which is how I'm going to teach English. Hopefully again, knock on wood, (laughs) but, um, I have like 18 questions to answer. Each question takes up to three hours to answer because of all the various itty bitty little tasks, but each task takes like an hour to two hours to do. It's kind of ridiculous, but I have four questions left. So by the end of the week, I should be finished with that and I'll be able to start Palfish probably in two weeks. So it's just been uh, like this whirlwind of uh, things happening. A lot of people calling me, the director in Mexico who I decided not to work with. I had to, it was a hard pass. I don't do violent horror movies, but (laughs) you know, I'm trying to ascend humanity, not descend us back into hell, (laughs) into hellish thinking and hellish energy thoughts. But, um, so I was like, sorry, no. And he had to call and ask me again why I didn't want to be a part of it. I was like, Oh my God. So I had to write him a really long letter in Spanish this time before I did it in English and he only understood half of it. So I told him all of the things I'm like, the actresses you want to work are A-listers in this script is barely a B movie. And these women have a lot more talent than being one dimensional characters. And so I had to uh, critic critically tell him why, you know, and it's nothing that if I had written the script that other people wouldn't have told me, but I've read dozens and dozens and dozens of scripts for project green light when I was working for Matt Damon and Ben Affleck years ago, I know what I'm talking about. And I'm like, just, this is not, it's not even an award winner, even in that category, (laughs) you know, not even, you know, (laughs) it was just random, you know? So I just had to tell him. And then my friend who's the actor in that movie, He's like, I want to know from, I want to know what, why you don't want to do the project. So I had to tell him all of the information in Spanish, in a live conversation. And it was like, ah, so I, I don't know about you guys, but if you have noticed that a lot of people are coming forward to talk to you and they're just calling randomly. Now this used to be an okay thing in 1975, (laughs) but ever since we've developed things like email and cell phones and text messaging and Facebook and social media, it's not as acceptable to call somebody completely and totally out of the blue anymore. I don't know if you all have noticed that, but I really have noticed that when people call me out of the blue, I like kind of freeze and I go into, um, a really like scared state of mind, like, like who died or <laughs> who is this? What is happening right now? <laughs> and it's like weird. Cause I remember, you know, when I first got a um, cell phone, I was like, yeah, it's just easy. People call me all the time. 
And I just noticed that we've really, really changed as a society. And I don't know why, but we have, we don't like that energy of people just randomly calling us. Well, so I had the, the director call me. I had my friend who's an actor call me. And then I had, and then he also offered me, um, a, another job, but working on a Bollywood romantic ish drama. And I'm like, well, yes, 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 yes. To that one. We'll say yes to the, <laughs> yes to the Indian dress. Okay. <laughs> I definitely, hopefully I'll, you know, I might be in LA soon. If any of you are in LA, let me know. because <laughs> I might end up sometime by the end of the summer. Um, maybe I'll end up in, in Los Angeles working on the LA part of the Bollywood movie. <laughs> in possibly in India. I think you said it's in India and in LA. I don't know where I, where I will come in with that, but I'm like, okay, well, let me talk to the director. So it looks like, I mean, it's like the universe is keeps pushing me to be an executive producer. This is, this will be like the third or fourth time I've been asked. <laughs> it's just like, I know nothing about this job, but okay. I'm really a writer. I'm a behind the scenes person, which an executive producer still is. You know, I'm also an actor, but no one's asked me to act, you know, ever. <laughs> well, okay. I won't say ever, but not since I was like 19. So I don't know. It's just, but that Aries energy, that flow of that Mars, like, <laughs> I don't know if you guys have ever ridden on a motorcycle, but when you crank that handle, you just, you just turn it all the way and you just go so freaking fast and I don't know. I, I won't do it now, but I, I had a boyfriend who we went on the freeway once popping a wheelie at 120 miles an hour. And it was like, yeah. <laughs> and at the time I thought I'm probably going to die, but this is a fun way to die. This is going to be a fun story in heaven. If I die this way. <laughs> And then after he laid the, the, the front wheel back down on, on the, um, highway, we cranked it up to about 200, 220. I was like, damn, you know, that, that's what you get when you have a <laughs> octane field racing bike. Woo! <laughs> and that's the energy. That same kind of thrill I had on that day is the same kind of energy I have when I think about what's coming towards us. I can't tell you through spaceweather.com that, oh yeah, here's proof because the solar wind's coming at us because every time I've looked, it's always been in the 300s and I don't get it. We should have been in like four different solar wind streams since um, last Thursday, since Friday actually. They should have happened a whole bunch. We should have been stuck in the middle of solar winds and every time I thought I felt it, um, according to this, it didn't happen, which is very, very weird. Although we did have a lot of Aurora Borealises, so it did hit us, but it wasn't a high speed solar wind stream by the time it hit us, which is weird. Like somehow it lost momentum. I don't know. But every time I went outside, I felt that, oh, such a roar, lion roaring kind of energy. I don't know if you guys are feeling it, but I'm really feeling it. Like it's go time people. Let's go. <laughs> So I had, then I had a third person call me today. I actually had three or four people call me today, which is insane. Oh yeah. One of my neighbors called me. I ordered empanadas and he, and he freaking like started talking to me and voice texting messages in English. Cause he doesn't get to practice his English. I'm like, yeah, 
you know, come over anytime. I'll practice English with me, you know, just write me first. You know, it was like so many people have contacted me by voice in the past two or three days, which is interesting as we're getting that throat chakra activations. <laughs> you know, it's like people are like getting so tired of wearing masks. People are getting tired of the coronavirus thing. Obviously it was a pandemic, and, you know, and then they said, oopsies, you know, this virus recreated in a laboratory just got out. Oh, it's so scary. You know, and it was scary, you know, obviously, you know, when the flu kills 30,000 people a year and now half a million people died from this one, more or less. I mean, you could probably take off a hundred thousand that people just wrote the wrong diagnosis to get the insurance money because <laughs> I have no confidence you know, <laughs> that people are not cheating the system or whatever. But I just feel like, um, there's something going on that is obviously bigger than us. And it's more, it, it's a part of the Ascension, but it feels more than it's like astrology. It's, I don't know what, I mean, I can't wait to get to Friday, honestly. Um, not because it's our last week together, but because some of the stories coming down the pike since yesterday, I, I mean, oh my God, some of the stuff, going. I mean, I'll tell you right now, cause they might not report it on Friday. Locusts have swarmed Texas. So remember Texas, little old Texas two weeks ago was covered in snow and 4 billion people had no power because everything was freaking frozen, like frozen tundra day after tomorrow, apocalyptic type shit. And then they had a heat wave last week. Well, this week, here comes the locusts. Yeah. And all the crops were eaten in a massive, I think they said West Texas. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, guys, there's so much, so many things going on and so much energy coming at us from all different angles. And there's this internal pressure and there's need to connect with others. That throat chakra is activating and the heart chakra is activating. And all these people are calling me, my friend, Kyle, we write to each other back and forth. And we have for like the past year, maybe about year and a half. And, um, he now wants to move to Ecuador. So today, randomly, he called me, he calls me. He's like, why is it so echoey where you, where you're at? I'm like, cause I'm in the bathroom, dude. I just woke up. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> And he was like, Oh, sorry. Like he didn't write me first. He just like called me randomly first time in 12 years and didn't think, Oh, maybe I better. <laughs> so people are like forgetting social conventions at this time. My friend Laurent called me at four o'clock in the morning. And then he called me again at eight o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, you know, I'm not up at these hours. I had my tablet off. <laughs> I wake up at noon and I'm like, Oh, I just turned the tablet on. I see you called me at two inappropriate times again. <laughs> I mean, I I've gone for like almost a whole year with maybe my son called me once and I think that's about it, you know? <laughs> and then all of a sudden I got like five or six people calling me, maybe seven people calling me over the weekend. And it was just really crazy. That Aries energy is so intense. It's more intense than it has been in years. So if you're sensitive to energy and you're like, why do I feel like I have so much energy? Like you feel like you can't sleep or when you do sleep, you're sleeping very deeply and having intense, powerful 
in crazy dreams. And sometimes they're making you laugh out loud. You wake yourself up laughing, which is crazy. Um, I've noticed all these energies of just, um, you know, you're meeting people, you're doing stuff in your dream. You're really, really active. Like, uh, several people have written me saying I've had the craziest dreams lately. Have you? And last week it was the super boring dreams And this week. It's been more adventure dreams, but I'm, I'm out there helping people. Like I was helping a family grocery shop and then I was trying to catch a rat in for someone in someone's restaurant. And it was like mousetrap, that movie mousetrap. It was crazy, but the mouse was white. <laughs> And it was a rat, not a mouse, but like really crazy, like wild dreams for like days. Now the energy shifted again since Friday. So I wanted to bring that up in case y'all are going through similar things. Uh, the tinnitus has been awkward, like, you know, really high pitched in one ear, low pitched in the other ear, and then it might switch up or it'll come in really by the time you say, Oh, I'm having tonight. Never mind, it's over. <laughs> Instead of saying, I have tinnitus again, you, you don't even have the sentence out by the time it's it's just it's done, you're fine again. But um the back of the throat being like totally swollen and um unable to talk completely. Um, I think that's part of the throat activations. Having my tongue has been swollen for like three or four days. It's I think since like Friday or Thursday of last week, it's been really crazy. I think I suddenly developed an allergy to avocados, which is insane because I've eaten mm, five avocados in the past year. Well, okay. In the past month, but (laughs) in the past year before that, I think maybe I had guacamole one time, maybe once. So it's kind of weird. I thought I'm going to start, you know, it's going to help me lose weight, all the fat, all the protein, they're excellent fruit. So I'm going to go ahead and just have this. I love guacamole. And I ate one and I was fine. And the next day I ate one and all of a sudden my throat got really swollen. My tongue got really swollen and it hasn't stopped. And it's been like now five days. So I don't know if it's an allergy from that or if it's a weird timing and I'm blaming it on that. So that's another. So if you have any weird allergies come up out, I know where that might be something. Um, so what she said, it's time to breathe deeply and relax your body. Often this is a course According to Naga healing guidance, she said, don't tense your tongue. And when I read that I was tensing my tongue and I'm like, oh, that's weird. I have been having a lot of tension in my tongue, which is weird. (laughs) And I think that that is also part of this whole, uh, solar, uh, or, um, throat chakra activation and the solar plexus energy clearing out and the heart chakra activations as well. So, um, in last week and like on Friday, there was also the crown chakra activations. Um, and she says, and drink water. Oh my God, I can't get enough water lately. What about you guys? I've been drinking and drinking and drinking water. Like I can't stop. Um, and, and my mouth is still dry and in spite of the fact that I've drank a bunch of water. So that's another weird ascension symptom. So then she says, be careful if you crack your neck or you'll make it worse. My neck and my back, my spine has been so bad and I keep, um, trying to stretch it out. I'm trying to lay in different positions. I'm doing stretches. I'm doing everything I can, everything I know to do to make it better. And it'll get better for like five minutes and then it's worse. (laughs) So that's another thing. Um, the, uh, Ascension symptoms right now, according to her include coughing. Yeah. I've done some coughing a little bit. 
Actually, yeah, I had a coughing fit this morning. So yeah, for sure. Thick saliva in the throat. Mm, I'm not gaining that so much, but I'm, but my throat is swollen, just raw and swollen and pain in the nose bones. I'm not getting the pain so much guys, but I'm getting, um, sinus issues so bad that even though my sinuses are clear, when I sit up too fast in the morning, I'm dizzy and the room starts spinning. I don't know if that's only me. (laughs) It might just be that we have more volcanic ash in the air. Um, I don't know, but if that's what's happening to you also, it might just be ascension symptoms. So dry mouth, uh, needing to clear your throat often having phlegm, itchy or tingly throat, uh, lots of food allergies and intolerances. Well, oh my God. All right, there you go. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so the food intolerance for me suddenly out of nowhere, avocado, like what the hell, like that was supposed to be the thing <laughs> you know, that was supposed to be the thing that saved my life. <laughs> Oopsies. I guess not. Damn it. <laughs> But food allergies, intolerances, you know, I have had a little bit more of that. So lack of hunger, but then having specific cravings, that's something else she noticed. Although my friend is having the opposite of lack of hunger. He can't eat enough. He'll eat so much food that he's full and he's like, oh, I can't eat anymore. I'm so full. And then five minutes later, I need to eat more food. I just feel like I'm He's like voracious. He's absolutely starving, even though he's not really starving, but he's like, I'm starving. And it feels like everyone is reacting to this energy in different ways. Like I went a couple days, um, in the past four days where I just ate a tortilla for the whole day that, and I was full. I didn't need any more. Like, why am I even eating this? (laughs) And like last on like Thursday, I went to bed hungry, but I had, I didn't have any cravings to eat all day long. I went to bed and two hours into sleeping, I woke up and I couldn't sleep for two more hours because my stomach was growling. And I'm like, you know, just, it's been that way for me. Like I don't, I I just feel like I'm bathing and basking in the energies. I'm pulling in the energy from nature. I'm not needing the food as much. And, but then other people are reacting the opposite way. We're like, I need extra food. In fact, I think I'm not going to stop eating every day for days because I feel like I'm so hungry. It's like the opposite. I noticed that my cat is really picky. She's not eating food. She'll ask me for food and I give her food and she just won't eat it. She'll look at me like I'm crazy. And that included when I gave her steak (laughs) that she loves steak and she ate fish, but she was kind of like, eh, even when I gave her tuna, she ate half of it, not the whole thing. So I know even in my own cat, she's not Usually she, she has that voracious appetite. She's been climbing a lot more. She found a way to walk along the fence and visit everybody's backyard from above and look down and spy. (laughs) I swear to God, she was a postman in a past life. She's a spy. She wants to know, be all up in everyone's business, (laughs) which is kind of crazy, but she's been very much, um, she's just been really wild lately. (laughs) I try to pet her and she races, races away from me. Like she's a wild panther. (laughs) You know, the energies have been really crazy lately, really high vibration and very, um, it's throwing us off our game. It's (laughs) nothing is the same anymore, guys. We're definitely not in Kansas anymore. Uh, so yeah, that specific cravings. Um, yeah, normally I like uh, chocolate. I'm having the opposite of specific cravings, which is 
having almost a blah energy or an aversion to things that I know I love. Um, like having, um, chocolate, like a brownie today, freshly baked from the oven and that my friend made for me. Um, I ordered it from his restaurant and like I had ordered enchiladas on Friday and he's like, we won't get them tell them to them until Monday. Cause it takes hours to buy all the spices cause they're all in different places. And then it takes another like six to eight hours to make the sauce. And this is like his granny's recipe from Mexico. It's like, Oh my God, it's so good. Like he's, he's, um, Mexican American and also Ecuadorian. So he's got three nationalities, right? So he's got amazing, um, skills <laughs> in the kitchen and he has a wide variety of food experience, but he grew up in LA at the same time. The last time I was in LA is when he was in LA. I'm like, oh, Rumi, I wish we would have met back then, man. But we got those today and they were excellent. Oh my God. With the, um, I did, I asked him, can you do shredded beef? It's never in a million years. It's never been on his menu. <laughs> he has never, ever once offered this. And he gave me $5 off. I was blown away. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I really needed the heavy protein. It's giving me energy. I need a lot of water and a lot of heavy protein lately. Whereas, uh, before it was like a bunch of fruit and hardly any protein. So I go through these cycles and now it's like, I need the heavy energy protein so I can create. And I just, my mind is like, yeah, full throttle creation. And I haven't been able to get to anything today because so many people have been calling me because they're all still on that creation like my friend Kyle called me and we started discussing business ideas and he's going to buy a property where I'm going to have a free place to live when he gets here. <laughs> he's like, I'll buy the property for you. We're going to just do it. We're going to get everything together. <clears throat> Life is going to be amazing. And we're going to do start doing some businesses together in Ecuador. And I'm like, this is what I've always wanted since I came here looking for a business partner or two to team up with. Oh, and then I had a random guy call me from, or, or not call me, but contact me from Iceland guys. And he lives in Reykjavik, I think, because he said he went, he took a picture and, and, um, he had pictures in his phone. He's like, I can't wait to send this picture to you. And he was standing in front of the volcano that's going off right now. I'm like, no way. I know someone guys who's there at that volcano. We've been talking about this for like four or five weeks. The, the Reykjanes Peninsula volcano that just started going off. I'm like, what? So I've been like thinking about that place so much because it's so beautiful and so weird and the Aurora Borealis and without even my asking him anything about it, he, like I said, are, where are you from anyway? And, and he says, I'm from Iceland. And then he sent me the volcano picture. And then five seconds later, he sent me an Aurora Borealis picture. I'm like, those are all of the things that I want to see in Iceland. That's what I've been thinking about. Like someday I'm definitely going to take a vacation to Iceland for like a week or something. Cause that place is amazing. <laughs> and I've always wanted to do the tours so I could see that intense, powerful, colorful sky. It's so magical and mystical. And there's a spiritual quality to it. That's why I mention it so often. We're going to talk about it again in a minute, <laughs> but, um, so that is, I mean, it's just wild. The people that are contacting me, some people are random. And by the way, if you contacted me yesterday and it said that your message was pending or something, 
I was getting ready to respond to that message. And I can't remember the name of the person. I think it said Peter or Paul, something like that as a P name. And I didn't get a chance to read it really. And I, I, the, I don't know what happened. I think the cat attacked me and I started to drop the tablet and I accidentally erased the message. It just dismissed the message and I couldn't get it back. So if that's you and you're listening to the show, it looked like it was someone who is a listener and you wanted to talk about, um, an influencer thing or something, just write me again, please. Cause <laughs> I dropped the tablet and dismissed the message accidentally. It just, it just slipped downward out of my hand and my thumb touched the dismiss button accidentally, completely, completely a mistake. So by the way, <laughs> so other things that she's noticing, um, short-term memory loss. And sometimes for a few days, you guys, when I sat down to do the show, I forgot what I normally say in the beginning. I said my name wrong. <laughs> Who the hell am I again? Said my name wrong. And then I forgot when I would say, Hey guys, I forgot that I even do that. I mean, I've done that only 650 times or something. <laughs> And suddenly short-term memory loss, like what? I don't know. <laughs> Somebody asked me something about what happened last week. And I'm like, oh, I have no idea. I forgot totally. I don't know. I didn't even know. And that short-term memory. And I haven't having that from weed smoking. But um, when that happened earlier today, I was stone cold sober. So <laughs> it's not just from, it's not just from being a pothead guys. <laughs> Oh my God. So, all right. Uh, having a tense body. Yes. Have you guys felt tense body? No, I feel like there's tension in our bones and around the bone sheaths and in the muscles themselves. I've had a hard time relaxing. I've had to play a lot of, um, binaural beats, isochronic tones. I've found that I really like the energy coming off of Ascension Archangel King Louie L U I um, on YouTube. Um, his stuff has really been helping me a lot. In fact, I did one of his one hour ones today, or no, it was a 45 minute one where you can contact your future self. And I contacted my future self and she said, don't worry, you're going to be with your twin flame. You guys are really happy together and everything is so smooth. It goes like glass from the moment you meet that when you come together, you just, you're just so relieved and you love each other so much that it's going to be really good. And I said, okay, good. This is going to be amazing. So I like that. <laughs> and that was cool. And I didn't get a chance to ask her about anything else. Like, what do I do for money at this time? <laughs> Where do I live after this place? Ah, and then I fell asleep. So I couldn't ask her, <laughs> her me being me, but that was a fun one. If you guys want to check it out. Um, anyway, uh, Nagi healing guidance also said pulling sensation on womb. I don't suspect that's going to affect men at all. <laughs> a pulling sensation on the womb. And I did feel that that was a very weird thing over to the right. I felt like my, the right side of my body. And, but I also had, um, like pain in my liver and, uh, like pancre pancreas area, which was very weird, kind of like an intense like, Oh, what is that? And then I had that in my stomach last night. And then today I felt pins and needles in my hands and feet. Um, like, a like going through the, my wrists and my ankles. Um, 
And also I felt it in my neck, like someone's shoving a skewer in my neck. It's a weird image, I know, but that's exactly what it feels like. It's just like, what the hell is that? And behind my ears, I felt that sensation as well. So, um, just want to let you know about that. So also she writes jaw tension, gases, bloating, and others among others. So I don't know what you guys are feeling or going through, but these are what she says and what I've been feeling and experiencing. My friend Laurent, he's been having um, headaches like three a week. He's like, what the hell's going on? Why am I having so many headaches? And I'm like, just drink water and meditate. And, you know, it's all I can say other than either ice your neck or put heat on your neck, whichever one will work. Um, you know, uh, there's also, um, I don't think Ben gay or anything like that will work at this time. You know, the Voltaren or the things that people put on their muscles to make them not stiff anymore. It's something that for a while was working for me, but with the Ascension symptoms, it hasn't worked. Only, um, aspirin helps once in a great while, just plain old aspirin, but also, um, just sleeping and these binaural beats have been helping. Um, ice helps a little bit, just a little tiny bit. Um, I don't know my bones. I feel like my neck is out of place and I can't get it back into place. You know, no matter what I do, I can't get it to relax. That's another energy tension feeling. So trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, I've been having a weird numbing sensation. You know, just normally sitting here, everything's fine. Next thing I know, I can't feel my arm. And then all of a sudden I can't feel my other arm. (laughs) And then all of a sudden I can't feel anything in my whole body at all. Like I'm phased out of my body and my body just, I can't feel it anymore. And then I phase back into my body and everything's fine. And I've had, uh, when I go to sleep and when I wake up, I find that my body has a floating sensation. Like I'm floating above the bed, even though I'm on the bed, much to my chagrin. Cause I would love the idea of floating and <laughs> levitating. My body would be super, super fun to me, but it hasn't happened, but it feels like I'm floating above my bed and it feels like, um, my bones feel like they're becoming less dense and hollow like a bird's bones, which is weird. That's another weird sensation I've noticed for three days now in the morning I wake up and I'm like, wow, my bones feel like I don't have any, like I have a bunch of energy inside them, but they're not bone anymore. Like they're a different kind of, um, material like they're crystalline and they're vibrating like mad <laughs> they're vibrating like crazy, like absolutely just shaking and vibrating. It feels like a giant cat is laying on me and purring or like someone left a cell phone inside all of my bones and they're all vibrating at once. In fact, as I'm saying it, my bones are starting to vibrate again. And that numb sensation starts to come about that time as well. So that's another really weird one. Um, my hair was falling out a lot and now it's stopped, I think, but it might just be like normal. I do a normally a yearly shed where I get rid of a lot of hair and then it all grows back six months later. So trying to think if that would be something or not. I've noticed I've been detoxing a lot. And so the whole bad breath thing and the whole thing with, um, 
your lungs detoxing and getting congested. That's another part of this. I've been detoxing with um, foot pads from China as well as just drinking tons and tons of water. I've been trying to put squeezed lemon in water when I think of it. Um, I think I'm going to try to put like do like a cucumber water and, and maybe like celery water. Is that a thing? That would be a good thing. Just, I think, um, stuff like that, uh, watermelon, I think is on my mind lately as well. My, my, um, roommate just bought a watermelon. I'm looking at that going, Oh, that's a good idea. I think I'm going to get one. And by the way, guys, a great way to detox (laughs) if you have two days to stay home, um, is give yourself the watermelon challenge. My kids and I decided to do a personal watermelon challenge. (laughs) So we got the small watermelons thinking we could do this. And the watermelon challenge is that's all you eat for one whole day. And you try to eat the whole watermelon. And I guarantee you if you could do it, you're a champion. It's impossible. And I love watermelon. And it's so good that even after six hours of trying to eat the whole watermelon, you still like it because the flavor is so great. <laughs> and it's impossible to eat a whole watermelon. And I don't know why. It seems impossible that you can't do it. But I don't know. Some people can. But my kids and I used to do a personal watermelon challenge once a month during the summer months. <laughs> And it got to a point where we're like, we know we can't do a whole one. We can't even finish it. Like even three days later, we're like, I can't even finish it. It's going to go bad by the time I finish. Yeah, I try to eat it. But I've been feeling like foods with a lot of water like that. Cucumbers, watermelon, um, uh, apio, um, celery. I mean, (laughs) sometimes the Spanish word comes faster than the English word. But um moist foods, (laughs) things with a lot of water content seem, um, like, you know, plums. If you have, I don't, you might not have them available here. We have them. They're uh, coming from Chile where they just have their summer. So they've got the crop that they, uh, ship to us here in Ecuador. We get the Chilean, but we have a lot of watery fruit here because, you know, it gets hot in some parts of the country. So anyway, um, that's it. I mean, I just want you guys to be aware of all the different energies from the Aries and the Mars scene to just, I don't know what's going on really with the uh, sun. Like it's throwing off energy our way and it's like barely scraping by and then not really totally penetrating the whole planet, just the upper atmosphere, which is crazy. Or maybe I just didn't see it at the right time or I don't even know what's going on. So (laughs) I feel it coming and then it's not there. And it's like, I just feel weird. And for four days, I've been feeling a really heavy duty thunderstorm coming and it hasn't come. So I'm like, why? I just feel like there's a bunch of energy building up momentum and it's not happening. I don't know if you guys are feeling that it's like, I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting to exhale. I want that stuff to come. I want the big, huge thunderstorm and lightning. And I want (laughs) the solar storm to hit. I just feel like it's something is holding back and it's a dam. that's going to burst. That's an energy that I'm getting also. So, all right. The current solar wind speed condition is 331.2 kilometers per second. And, um, the, there's one new sunspot AR 2813. It's already decaying. So it poses no threat for strong flares and that's it. Nothing else on the sun right now. Okay. Uh, there, 
is a geomagnetic forecast. Earth's polar magnetic field could be disturbed by the arrival of a minor solar wind stream, and that will be on the 6th or the 7th of April, and that will be basically Tuesday and Wednesday of this week. Now, the gaseous material is flowing from a southern hole in the sun's atmosphere towards us, and if you live in the Arctic Circle, you should be on alert for the Aurora Borealises, and then also you're going to have waxing spring twilight, so the skies are going to be quite beautiful, ready to be photographed. There is a wild picture you might want to check out. It's a massive solar prominence that Luigi Marone got to photograph um, from the Almafian coast in Italy, the Almalfitan. I'm just saying it's Amalfi, basically, in Italy. And it is a nice solar prominence, he said. He photographed it um, using a refracting telescope and a Daystar H-alpha filter, whatever the flock that means, I don't know, but it sounds really interesting. So a prominence of the sun, it's a cloud of plasma that is held up by solar magnetic fields. And the magnetic infrastructure of this one is unstable. And other amateur images have been submitted um, today by several people. And it shows that it twists sharply at the base. It kind of looks like a tornado on the sun. <laughs> and it looks like if, if it twists off completely, it might be headed our way. <laughs> might end up being a CME quite possibly. And it's not coming out of a <laughs> sunspot. So that's kind of crazy. The current sunspot number that's on this side of the sun is number 11. If you're keeping track of angel numbers and if you're a twin flame, I am. <laughs> so I'm just putting that one in the back of my mind. Like, yep, there's one more sign. Thank you, universe, for sending us one more sign. It's pretty cool. There is something really wild here. It is a zodiacal light. A nature photographer, James W. Young, was photographing the skeleton of Peter Iredale, which is a famous shipwreck in Oregon, which, oh, that's what that is. That's like really wild and interesting. So he also saw the backbone of the solar system, which is a pale triangle of light cutting diagonally across the sky. It's pretty cool. It's like you can't see it when you look at it directly. But if you look to the side of it, you could see it. It's one of those wild things that <laughs> it's almost not real. It's so ethereal, but it's called a zodiacal light. It's very faint, but showed up nicely in this 30 second exposure, says Young. So you could check that out on spaceweather.com along with the picture of the uh, solar prominence. There's also a real time zodiacal light photo gallery as well as photo gallery for other solar prominences, including the one that is featured on the main page. Several people on earth were able to, uh, trap that with their cameras, which is pretty cool. All right. So, uh, according to Ulu university in Finland, uh, the neutron counts are very high today. So that must be the cosmic radiation I've been feeling that is 10.5% of the space age average. And that's pretty exciting stuff right there. 
so solar wind, as we talked about, will hit tomorrow and the next day. And as far as the all sky fireball network, according to NASA's all sky cameras, they scan the skies above the United States for meteoritic fireballs. And they captured nine on camera today. They were all sporadic. We are currently without any noctilucent clouds, by the way, because I think noctilucent season is over. It was in the Northern hemisphere and then it was in the Southern hemisphere and I'm in the middle of the earth. So unfortunately I had gosh, darn it. I don't get to see them here on the equator, but you might've been able to see them, but they're gone now. They'll, they'll come back in a couple months. Schumann residence today in Italy coming down the pike from disclosurenews.it is power 16. So not a lot to write home about. It was 20 yesterday, 16 today. Just eh. <laughs> over the weekend, the Schumann residence power was up to 425 in Hulului, South Africa. And that went back down today. We're going to go over these numbers right now. Um, from April 3rd on Saturday at the 2300 hour. This is the most recent data that we have coming at us from HeartMath Institute and HeartMath.org. California was at 36 um, uh, hertz frequency. And again, this is Schumann Resonance's power. And uh, Hofuf Saudi Arabia was at 105 hertz frequency. Uh, Lithuania was at 82 hertz frequency. Alberta, Canada was at 52 hertz frequency. Um, Northland, New Zealand was at 40 hertz frequency. And Hulului, South Africa is down to 131 hertz frequency, again from 425 um, hours before. So that's all we have for the introduction. And I'll be back with the next and most latest installment of Life and Teaching of the Masters of the Far East book, Volume 3, right after this itty-bitty musical ditty. guys uh a couple things i forgot in the first half was that uh heart palpitations um almost to the point where you feel like oh my god i'm gonna have a heart attack right now (laughs) getting dizzy upon standing up or just random dizziness out of nowhere and kind of the feeling that you cannot catch your breath uh those are other ascension symptoms going on right now (laughs) I had them today, so hopefully they're only ascension symptoms. (laughs) So uh, those were a few I had forgotten to mention. Besides the crickety, rickety feeling in your bones, it almost feels like our bones need to be lubricated. Um, Like very, uh, everything feels kind of dry. It's kind of weird. Um, Like ankles and knees and hips neck (laughs) it feels uh maybe inflamed and dry where you just like you want it just to be relaxed and (sighs) i don't know how to say it other than lubricated where everything goes smoothly and it just feels like bone on bone 
suddenly out of nowhere. That's another feeling that I've been having, and I think it might be ascension because it's not totally typical for me. Usually if I have a bone out of place, I can pop it back into place pretty easily (laughs) after years of chiropractic care. It makes it easier. So, um, yeah, there you have it. Uh, an eyesight blurry and a lot of, um, uh, those things like eye boogers, they say (laughs) the weird junky phlegmy stuff that comes, um, like sleep, you know, after you sleep all night and you sleep deep and it's in your eyes when you, um, wake up. Well, I've been getting that throughout the entire day. Again, that could be volcanic ash in the air, but, um, that's another weird one that I have, uh, noticed lately. So anyway, let's get into this wonderful book. This is the last time I will be reading this book for this season. And we will finish this book in season four which is going to be in about seven weeks from today. (laughs) So, uh, anyway, here we go. We are, this book is called life and teaching of the masters of the far East. And it is written by Baird T Spalding. That's spelled S P A L D I N G. In the event you want to look this up or try to find it, in your local used bookstore because it is out of print. Um, every now and again, uh, there'll be, there'll be like a run of it at Barnes and Noble, which is wild, but it's, um, like $200 new and you could maybe possibly get it on Amazon, but once in a great while, um, it's just completely, you can't find it unless you go to eBay and find it used or a local bookstore. But Anyway, Life and Teaching of the Masters of the Far East. This is a collection of field notes. When these men set off together, about 12 men went uh, to the Himalayan mountains and they traveled through, um, I think, like Nepal and Tibet and just throughout basically the Himalaya region uh, looking for the spiritual ascended masters. And they found them. And this is that story. If they hadn't found them, I don't think we would be bothering with the book. (laughs) It might be interesting to read about sweeping vistas, but unless they've actually seen the masters, it wasn't going to be all that exciting. So see them, they did find them. They did. And the resulting stories are absolutely, um, unbelievable. (laughs) They're really incredible. And so here we go. We last left our story on uh, chapter six. We are reading, uh, by the way, book three. This is episode four in um, the reading of book three. And so chapter six. My own apology for dwelling in detail upon the experiences of these few days in regard to the bandits is to portray as conclusively as possible the power of one man clothed completely in his divine right of dominion and mastery to turn the energy and zeal exerted 
and sent out by a great lawless horde to the complete protection of himself and the whole district. This protection was not only afforded, but the energy and zeal released by the horde was so great that when it was magnified, energized, and returned, it caused those that would destroy to turn upon and destroy themselves. It also afforded complete protection to the whole countryside for many miles around, although the inhabitants were outnumbered by the bandits at least three to one, and they had no visible weapons of defense. Oops, trying to get to the next page here. There we go. As soon as the excitement and the shock of the previous days had abated, we returned to our work with renewed interest. The Easter season was fast approaching, and we wished to complete our work in this locality in order to return to India. Okay, that's quite weird. I'm just going to stop for a second. First of all, Happy Easter to my Christian uh, listeners. Yesterday was Easter. <laughs> We're not going to talk about the cultural misappropriating of ancient Babylonian stuff. <laughs> I think I mentioned that in the first half. <laughs> but, and also I mentioned India. How weird is that? I didn't even read ahead in the book, you guys. This is... That's another ascension symptom all of the wild synchronicities this book was written in the 1890s I mean (laughs) what are the odds I would say the word the Easter season was fast approaching when it was just literally yesterday the word Easter it's just sometimes these synchronicities are too much (laughs) and they're wonderful thank you universe for this anyway let's get back into the book From this time on our work drew rapidly to a close. The last details preparatory to the return were completed the day before Easter. We looked forward to Easter Sunday as a day of complete rest and relaxation. (laughs) So did I yesterday. (laughs) On our way to the temple long before dawn, we found Chander Sen seated in the garden. He arose to accompany us, saying that our chief would meet us in the sanctuary. He suggested that we return to India by way of Lhasa, thence to Mulk-Tinath, through the Trans-Himalaya Pass, to Kandernath, thence to Darjeeling. As we reached the foot of the ladder which led to the temple entrance, we halted for a moment to view the approaching dawn. Chander Sen placed one hand upon the ladder and stood as though about to ascend to the tunnel entrance. In this attitude, he began talking. Light does not comprehend darkness as it shines through darkness. When Jesus saw that he was to be betrayed by Judas, he said 
Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. The mastermind did not say, Judas betrayed me. He did not refer to Judas at all. He understood and held only to the allness of the glorified Christ of God flowing through himself. Thus, we see that perfect mutual action works out all in harmony in its own way. Now you can say, Christ, stand forth more and more definitely, so definite that you are myself. In fact, now we are one body, one mind, one spirit, one whole, complete principle. You are, I am, I am, together we are God. The moment he ceased speaking, we were in our sanctuary, the center room of the Tau Cross Temple. We had scarcely composed ourselves when Jesus and a number of others, including our chief, entered the door that communicated with the ledge. As they entered, a great burst of light filled the room. Greetings were exchanged and we were introduced to the stranger who entered with them. He appeared to be an elderly man, yet very vital. We were told that he was one of the Moonies. Um, <laughs> I might not have said that right. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's not Mooney like the Moonies, M-O-O-N-I-E-S. <laughs> That's why I said it. He might have meant Moonies. I don't know, but it's M-U-N-I-S. I'm not familiar with this word. You guys may know it. I don't know. Anyway, we were told that he was one of the Moonies who had charge of the caves near Hastinapur. He was returning to that district and would accompany us. He had known the great Rishi Vegas and also had met Rishi Agastya, whose hermitage is located in that most lovely yet secluded spot. We were overjoyed at our good fortune. We formed a circle and, placing both hands, palms down upon the table, stood in deep silence for a few moments. Although there was not a word uttered, the room was completely filled with the strange, pulsing, vibrating emanation. It was an entirely different sensation from anything we had ever experienced and at first seemed to overwhelm us. The rocks pulsated and vibrated with a resonant musical tone. This lasted only a few moments. When the stillness was broken, we were told that this morning we would see the creation of the universe in pictures. Wow. These pictures would be a representation of that which happened when our universe came into existence. We stepped through the door out upon the ledge and walked to the edge. 
It was still an hour before sunrise. The dead calm of the absolute silence enshrouded us. This time was propitious. Propitious? How do I say that word? Propitious. There it is, I think. This, the time was propitious for the unfolding of another birth. We were looking out and out into infinite space, our souls eager and expectant. The Mooney, <laughs> again, I don't think I'm saying that right. The Mooney, money, maybe. <laughs> oh my God, M U N I. All right. The Mooney began by saying, There are but two events in the world that which was in existence before consciousness began to assert itself is now and ever shall be. And the things that humanity has thought and will think about that which was before consciousness began is eternal. That which humanity thinks is changeable and inconstant That which was before consciousness began is truth. That which humanity thinks is truth is truth to them. When the law of truth comes to consciousness, it will erase all that humanity has ever thought erroneously. As the centuries roll on, and push back the material veil by the process of evolution, thoughts come through the mind of humanity that revert back to truth, or as we call it, the original cosmic fact. And these thoughts that fill the memory of the past, faced with the facts of the present and overshadowed by prophecies of the future, stand out definitely upon the path of the whole evolving race consciousness. Thus the race is called back again and again to the original existing principle. By this return and repetition, humanity is shown that creation is eternal. The same with all mankind, but mankind's creatures are always changing and they are under a manifestation of law called action and Reaction. When human beings have gone far enough in their creation of creatures, the great absolute law of truth takes a hand in bringing them face to face with the original plan. Thus, we see that cosmic law never allows life to run too far in a tangent. This law is always polarized in equalization, balance, and harmony. In spite of idols or creeds, it will crowd mankind in or on into complete union with absolute realities. All things that are not in perfect accord and union with actual existing cosmic fact must erase themselves when the absolute law of truth holds sway in the human consciousness. The thoughts of humanity 
are always so formed as to release their imperfect creations that are only born of half-truths when truth, capital T, arrives. Cosmic absolute law must be fully satisfied. Thinking, speaking, or acting the law of reality is bound eventually to lead humanity into law or reality itself. The ancients tell us that every tree that the heavenly father has not planted within you will be uprooted. Let them alone blind leaders of the blind. If the blind always lead the blind, shall they not fall into the same ditch? (laughs) Obviously. Yes. The cycle is fast closing in which the blind of the whole race have led the blind into a welter of ignorance, superstition, and delusion created by those who believe as human beings think rather than that which is true and real. The civilization that has risen on the delusions and superstitions of the closing centuries is submerging itself in the welter. By the way, that's spelled W-E-L. T-E-R something to look up later Welter through the pain and tragedy of their misappropriated creations a new race consciousness has been conceived and is fast evolving in fact the door is opening wide for its new birth there is no other course than to go on from one plane of consciousness to a higher and more advanced step in the actual cosmic path. The only condition forbidden in the vibration of the great cosmos is that quality of thought which allows the human race to become so solidly fixed in what it believes that if it clings desperately to its old delusions and will not let it go, it can in no way come into the greater expanse of universal thought. Those thus absorbed in personal consciousness must go on through natural exhaustion of beliefs and experiences until they fail to go forward. Then, of its own accord, absolute law wields a progressive hand through disease, pain, and loss until the human is satisfied and turns to find the curse of a false idea within the idea itself. If a race or nation refuses to let go of things created by a portion of human thought instead of that which really exists, the law takes a hand in its progress by allowing the accumulated vibrations sent out by such a condition to reflect back upon itself through the light ray. Then, with war, strife, discord, and death on every hand, that race or nation is wiped out in order that it may be placed again in a new uplift of creation. Thus, it can begin over again in a new contact with that which was before the beginning 
of human consciousness. Civilization today is fast approaching a great a great reconstructive moment. Let me reread that. Civilization today is fast approaching a great reconstructive moment. All things that seem so stable and well-founded now will soon be immersed in a state of inversion. Every tree that has not been planted by truth will be uprooted. There is approaching a complete cosmic overthrow of the present social, political, financial, and religious institutions that will make room for the placing of the new era in order that humanity may come in closer touch with that which is and was established before the present human consciousness submerged and set it aside. Truth waits on with attentive, loving, and radiant beneficence until man will see that he can embrace and become the consciousness of that which has always existed. Humanity is taking a forward step from the cradle stories of the former generation and their creations are no longer of any avail to the arisen individuality and spiritual discernment of the consciousness of the generation that is fast approaching. Delusions, traditions, and superstitions are nearing the end. It is also true of the civilization which they established. The old idols are good enough for the infantile consciousness that is nearing an impasse. Their delusion has caused their undoing as they are proved to be only cradle stories woven by a master craft of priesthood and preceptor to lull into false sleep the crying infants of an involving race. Those who saw further afield did not cry and thus were not lulled to sleep. Most of them saw that the cradle stories were not true and many stepped boldly forth to erase the untruth as they saw directly through to the absolute that which has always existed and which has always been seen and known the contacted directly by a portion of mankind from this portion there will arise a new and more vitalizing consciousness fully awake and ready to erase the idols that man has set up for his fellow man to follow and make room for the new ideals which are as old as creation's dawn. These will demand of those who teach, lead, or inspire the race consciousness that they shall do it from a plane of actual living contact so high that there could be no mistake or contradiction and on a plane of interpretation that is so simple that it cannot be misunderstood. 
the awakening tiger of higher intelligence and spirituality will refuse to sleep again. And it is already ravaged with the fragments of the past and disappointed with the torture of misplaced confidence. It will demand a stronger and more vital thought with instruction based upon truth itself. The multitudes are now listening over the heads of past centuries with their creed bound traditions to the old, old message that to the newly born is working its unfoldment into the hearts and lives of mankind. This new old message is the clarion call that is heard above the changing voices of creed bound priesthood. It is louder than the voice of battle. It is the louder and clearer than the muffled contradictions of financial, industrial, political, and religious lies. In spite of the creed bound thoughts of a portion of humanity, their traditional and idolized ideas of God, of Christ and man, of self, of life and death, all must go. And in the absolute freedom from these preconceived ideas, there must pass and thus be erased all that was built upon them. There is looming upon the horizon of this new approach a redemption that has an entirely new meaning. This new multitude coming out of this clearer vision and more definite perception is redeemed through deeper revelation emanating out of all races and all people. That emanation is the one life that is in all and through all. In spite of the delusion-bound multitude, their clinging hands and cringing attitude, a greater and more noble vista of the expanding horizon of God, the Christ of man, the Christ of man, the Christ of God, of self and death itself, is looming and another cycle of spirit is dawning for the whole world. Another age of the crystal race is coming up out of the maelstrom. Maelstrom, M-A-E-L-S-T-R-O-M. It means um, storm. (laughs) I have to explain that only because I'm not saying the word correctly. Um, all right, stop for a second and uh, point out that in the first half of the show, did I not say we're becoming crystalline and we're vibrating like crystals now? <laughs> not only to the notes of the cosmos that we cannot yet hear, but also uh, when we play high vibrational music, we start to hum with it, like our bodies start to hum. Not only our muscles and tissues. And the fluids within start to hum with that vibration, but also our bones are crystalline or becoming so 
The crystal race is coming up out of the maelstrom. (sighs) Another age. That points to the fact that there was an age before. Of us being a crystal race, which if Jude Dickhoff is listening, Jude, you're going to understand really quick. You already caught it that you were right. We were already here, you guys. We kept going down, down, down. The time of magic was hundreds, hundreds of years ago. Actually, I think like maybe thousands of years ago. And then we lost it as we kept going down, 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 lower and lower in vibration until we hit the third dimension. And now we're going back up to the fifth. (laughs) I don't know. This is uh, pretty exciting to read it now after we've all been given these visions and thoughts and dreams and connections to beings that we cannot see via telepathy and channeling interdimensionals, extraterrestrials, prime creator, divine mother, brother Yeshua himself. And now here we are reading this book from 1890s. This says the same thing that I've been getting through my (laughs) channeled information. I mean, that's a pretty trippy coinky dink if it's not meant to be right. <laughs> I don't think it's a coincidence at all. All right. Um all right, so here we go. <laughs> Back to the book. Whenever a people or nation think of God as absolute, that people or nation is God. For God is established unto them as they love worship and reverence that ideal, they do become God in the fullness of time. They have reached their heritage, that which was first and is established in spirit. Whenever an individual thinks of God, he is God. God is established unto him. Breathe life into humanity. It means the same God in this greater understanding of cosmic revelation. Men find God the same as God was before human consciousness began to manifest the same yesterday, today and forever. There is slowly rising from the ashes of orthodoxy. The actual temple not made by hands, eternal in heaven, in man. A great new race of thinkers is coming to the fore with Herculean strides. Soon the tides will surge over the earth to sweep away the debris of delusion which has been strewn over the paths of those who are struggling along under the load of evolution. The work is already accomplished. Hundreds of millions are re-released with their heart, soul, body, 
and instinct-free. They are the throbbing pulse of an unborn race that is again heir to the ages. I see them stepping across the ages, walking hand in hand with God. Great waves of wisdom flood toward them from the eternal shores of the infinite. They dare to step forth and declare themselves a part of eternal God, eternal Christ, God and man, one eternally with eternal life. They dare to step forth and declare to heaven that much is written, that much that is written by man is a lie and in terrible blindness wrought. This new pulse consciousness is the crest of the wave that rests on the new race consciousness. This new race sees man himself, the highest expression on this planet, and one with God through the medium of his life. And it sees that his whole supply flows through that life itself. This race knows that man can live consciously in a perfect universe with perfect people and in perfect accord with perfect situations and conditions with absolute assurance that there is not an error in the great spiritual plan of the cosmos. Man sees God as cosmic spirit pervading everything. Then with the subtleties of mind through his thought, he does not hesitate to review the fundamentals that have placed him where he is and made him that which he is. Thus he is again one with his sources. He knows that this source is the ever silent side of his God mind linked consciously in thought and amalgamated with infinite mind. This new race understands that through sun and shadow, without the bitterness, the soul's true quest for love and true peace is the truth of God and man. This race does not hesitate to strip the swaddling clothes of delusion from the whole human race. The gaunt specter which for ages has bound the the feet of the weak and doubting ego man through his own ignorance will be completely erased. He finds he has erased his every limitation through his true selfhood completely arisen. He has raised himself from man to God, man to God. All right, guys, um, the next chapter is longer than the one I just read. So we won't be able to finish it uh, during this hour. So we're going to go ahead and read chapter 7 at the first on the first day of season 4, which is going to be, again, like in 7 weeks. So chapter 7 in 7 weeks, it's going to be about the um, cosmos and how they came to be which is going to be a very powerful and strong way to 
start the um <laughs> the fourth season. It's pretty interesting. Now, I don't know if you caught it, but I was taken aback by what he said. Um I want to go back for a minute. Um he's talking about the temple. Now, I've told you guys a lot about the Adidum, A-D-Y-T-U-M, and the builders of the Adidum, which came from originally the um, Order of the Golden Dawn, but without uh, some of the crazier ideas. Paul Foster Case re um, did a lot of the interpretation of the tarot, um, even though he had been a part of the Order, Order of the Golden Dawn. <clears throat> he started Builders of the Adatim. Well, that is a mystery school that I attended. My father, having attended Masonry School, <laughs> and my dad was a 32nd degree Mason, and he did all those degrees. And my dad and I had a, a falling out, and we were separated for 10 years. And during those 10 years, we both did a lot of soul searching, a lot of... Uh, deep, powerful, spiritual, uh, journeying. And I thought, well, my dad's always just going to be religious. I didn't think anything of it. And I don't know what he thought about me, <laughs> but we didn't talk for 10 years because, um, my stepmom had, had abused me the whole time. You know, like every few days she beat me up for the whole time, like from age 12 to 18. And my dad and I, like, I didn't think he knew about it. And when I was getting ready to leave the house as a, a new 18-year-old, he said he knew about it and said I deserved it. I deserved to be beaten. So I was like, I am out the door. Bye. I don't believe you're ever going to see me again. Like, ever. <laughs> I mean, you know, Virgo will have so much patience, but when a Virgo is done with somebody, it's usually forever. It's very rare that we'll take somebody back into our fold. We will love them at a distance <laughs> it's just the way it's been you know it's how Virgos are it's definitely how I have been most of my life um you know if it's somebody really special then yeah okay they come back to the fold but as my daughter said you know like I don't give second chances because you, you, when you give a second chance you realize the first chance was enough <laughs> most of the most of the cases anyway <laughs> So, um, I like her policy. I think she's a lot more spiritually awakened than me. She's always, even when she was a baby, was very, very enlightened. <laughs> so, um, anyway, we parted ways for 10 years. And as we came back to our, um, we came back, you know, as a family a little bit, at least we started talking regularly and he came to California to visit me several times and, one day he um, called me and basically said he was dying. So I raced to his deathbed. Within 48 hours, I was there. And as soon as everybody that had gathered around him left, he asked me to stay with my daughter. And we were the only two people that witnessed this. But he said, I wanted to let you know I've been building that damn temple for days now. And my temple is finally complete. And I'm like, really? And he said, yeah. And I knew he meant the temple. 
not made by hands. And he knew that I knew, even though he studied the, you know, 32nd degrees of the Masons and I studied builders of the Aditum, we both knew that we we're talking about the same thing. And I'm like the temple not built with hands. And he said, yeah, that's the one I'm all. Yeah. The Aditum. And he's like, I'm glad you know it. I'm like, yeah, I do. And I just thought that was crazy. I mean, there's, he says here in the book, they're slowly rising from the ashes of orthodoxy, the actual temple, not made by hands, eternal in heaven, in man, a great new race of thinkers is coming to the fore with Herculean strides. Soon the tides will surge over the earth to sweep away the debris of delusion, which has been strewn over the paths of those who are struggling along under the load of evolution. (laughs) I just thought that was crazy. The work is already accomplished. Hundreds of millions are re-released with their heart, soul, body, and instinct free. They are the throbbing pulse of an unborn race that is again heir to the ages. And I see them stepping across the ages walking hand in hand with God. Do you guys know who they're talking about? Who he's talking about? You know, he's talking about us, right? (laughs) I mean, in 1890, I was still, uh, I mean, I'm not the person I am now, you know, the unborn race. I I think that's what he's talking about. Unless he's talking about star seeds that are here for the first time just here to help with uh, ascension people that are Pleiadian that already went through this that are born here for the first time I found many star seeds that are just like (laughs) quite extraterrestrial in nature that they just can barely function in this world I found several on um, Instagram and you could just tell that they're loving and sweet and they came here with such a pure heart and desire to raise and ascend humanity but like this is our first time here and they're like all kinds of confused <laughs> this is a very confusing world <laughs> and it's because of everything that you know pretty much everything that's been written by man is a lie and rotten terrible blindness as it says right here I mean I started to um, last year I started to come across all of these truths that I realized things that people said about uh, Jesus, which is not even true. And the, you know, and, and also all of the um, stuff that's not in the Bible, but or it's kind of there a little bit. Like, beware of the poisoners of wells, obviously. Duh. Beware of people, you know, putting acid in the groundwater <laughs> or whatever, you know. You don't want anyone poisoning your well. The people will die, get sick. But those that that phrase was turned into witches. Beware of witches. You know, a lot of the phrases were changed um, to go against witchcraft. And then there was the whole thing where everyone was accused of witchcraft. And <laughs> oh, there's that whole chestnut. But. Um, and yet they're the Christians are saying that they're against witchcraft and that, and yet the man that they worship performed all kinds of manners of magic. 
because he was already part of that crystal race that we are all becoming right now. (laughs) You know, by locating, knowing the future, levitating. All of these things are going to be gifts God gives us as we progress and ascend. (laughs) Having future sight, having telepathy. Eventually, we'll be able to create those loaves and fishes out of our own hands. If that's not magic, I don't know what the hell is. (laughs) I mean, my own mother would call me quite often and just spout off about how much she hates people who perform magic or witchcraft or or witchcraft or witches or whatever. (laughs) And then she also lumped, you know, witches in with Satanists. It was like always like a rant she'd go on on and on about for about every five or six weeks I would have to hear the same rant (laughs) God bless her (laughs) my brother called me once and he's like I want you to know something about me I'm like a lot different from mom he says I've been friends with Satanists they're pretty cool people I don't agree with what they believe in but they're actually pretty cool people you know they're they just want freedom And then he said, I'm friends with Buddhists. I'm friends with people from all walks of life. I even know some witches. He's like, I don't always agree with this stuff, but, you know, I love people from all over the place. You know, and I'm like, that's spoken like a true Christian, right? The way that Christianity is supposed to be. If we're based on, you know, if we're going to be Christian based on what Jesus said, he said, love everybody as yourself. Love everybody. (laughs) And so all this stuff, this this stuff that's been written by man, that's a lie. I mean, this is, this, to me, it seems like the energy that's coming from the sun. I feel like every um, few months, I feel like a whole new person. And it's been going on for four years. Have you guys felt that, that you're, every two or three months, if you look back, you're like, Damn. I was so ignorant back then. And you're like talking about last April, <laughs> you know, and like, or like last December, like even in December, you were a different person than you are right now. And, and every time we get these coronal mass ejections or magnetar came through last March, you know, the energy of a magnetar, there was a star that blew up. And that swept across the galaxy. Like all these things, the space weather that we've largely ignored up until recently, up until the recent past couple years. We didn't think it affected us, but I think it's sweeping over us with these energies that lift us up. It buoys us up. And every time it's like it sweeps away the debris that we didn't even know was debris. Even some of these are words that we held dear. (laughs) I mean, the big one for me was the day that I realized um, drinking the body and or drinking the blood and eating the body of Jesus is actual cannibalism. And it's an evil act. And that blew my mind. And ever since then, my... um, ideas about Christianity that everything I held sacred and true you know has been washed away 
it's washed away. It's just like, I don't believe any of this crap anymore. I believe in brother Yeshua, his real name, Yeshua, (laughs) Jesus, the man he's real. He existed. He's still alive. He's still living in the Himalaya mountains. You know, the guy (laughs) died and came back to life to show us that death is a lie which incidentally is magic necromancy. (laughs) I rose again from the dead because death is an illusion. Death is a lie. And looking out at all of you, I'm showing you right now. Hey, guess what? You never die. And yet the Christian religion was based on worshiping the fact that he died and then making a lie about why he died. It wasn't to wash away the sins of the world. It was to show us that death is an illusion and we should be free. And then we can learn to live in, in the light of God with the light of God within emanating from within to without. That we are all sons and daughters of God. He called us brothers and sisters. (laughs) I couldn't even with the Christian religion anymore. I, I converted, I converted to Islam. God led me there though and it helped me for a time and it helped me uh, get on this path that's much deeper in spirituality um, than I ever could imagine I never thought I'd be a religion ever again after Christianity I gave that up for Lent <laughs> when I was 18 <laughs> and then I converted to Islam in 2012 so you know and then I just started uh heavily I mean back in um oh gosh 1997 I started heavily getting into metaphysics and heavily starting to uh, practice I went to the eastern school and then I went to the western school and I learned a lot of stuff not nearly enough by the way (laughs) to help me in this ascension process which I've known about since 1987 This was a massive purpose in my life. And as I go along this path, more is revealed. And here I am. um, I've known about these books for 20, 22 years. When my last husband first introduced me to these books and he said, we'll read them, but we'll get to them. But we have other books to read. And we read the other books. And I never read this book that I'm reading to you right now. I'd only read like the second, the first and second book. And then I just got off and running on books about angels. I mean, I read every book about angels I could get my hands on before I knew I was an archangel incarnate, by the way. <laughs> like there's something about this. My, or my mom used to read a book called The Littlest Angel. And that book used to make me cry and cry and cry and cry. And my mom would say, don't cry, little angel. And I'm like, what do you mean? And she'd say, you're really an angel. She used to always say that to me. (laughs) But I didn't know what she meant by that. Like, obviously I'm like you. I don't have wings. And and I'd cry and I'd say, like, I miss my wings. And she would just say, don't worry, little angel. You know, you'll get them back. You know, and it's like, how did my mom know? (laughs) How did she know that? It's so weird. I think she was an archangel incarnate too. And I think that she did not know that about herself. It was just God speaking through her to me. 
<laughs> the, the story was about an angel that fell from heaven and got lost and missed heaven and missed his wings and missed his halo and missed hanging out on the clouds and playing harp with all the other angels. It was like kind of a really strange book. <laughs> and it was my favorite book. I mean, after green eggs and ham and one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish, of course. <laughs> I mean, you got to love the insanity that is Dr. Seuss. <laughs> It helped shape my eccentric sense of humor, I think. But, I mean, looking at this, this was an incredible chapter, you guys. <laughs> In spite of the delusion-bound multitude, their clinging hands and cringy attitude, a greater and more vista a greater and more noble vista of the expanding horizon of God, the Christ in of man, the Christ of God of self and death itself is looming. And another cycle of spirit is dawning for the whole world. Another age of the crystal race is coming up out of the storm. It's wild to read this book knowing that we are now going through that right this moment. I'm going through it. You're going through it. Everybody you know is going through it, even if they don't know they're going through it. They are. Eventually they'll wake up. It's going to be a rude awakening, and then they're going to just know, like, I'm here, I'm awake. <laughs> this news alarm will no longer work, and they're going to wake up, and they're going to just have it rapid just watch keep the faith guys I love each and every one of you with my heart mind body and soul as I do God and as I say that you become God and I become God and we all are one we are all in unity and it's coming together faster and faster as we ascend little by little it goes faster and faster so there you have it, guys. Um, that's it. <laughs> that's it for tonight. I'll be back tomorrow with all unique and original programming, just like always. For those of you who wish to send in a donation for um, just to help keep the show going and whatnot, I mean, I am taking six weeks off because I do need to go make some money. Um, cause I have like $350 to my name at the moment. <laughs> I'm working on several projects, but, um, it's all slow going. But, um, for those of you who have expressed interest in, uh, donating even a little bit helps. Uh, my PayPal is mermaidgirl888 at gmail.com or metaphysicalsoulspeak at gmail.com. Remember to do friends and family, um, because it's not technically a business yet. <laughs> and um, let me know if you want me to do a reading for you. I will be opening that up soon, probably in a couple of weeks, and I won't be here every night with you guys anymore for a while. So just keep in touch. DM me on Instagram, mermaidgirl888. And um, just keep in touch for everything. If you want to do a monthly donation, you can do that as well. 
that's found at metaphysical um no it's found at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and you could donate as little as 99 cents a month and that really helps me out and um especially since i lost my sponsors in october so this next eight seven weeks i'll be working on getting new sponsors and um trying to make the show more improved as i do every season anyway um that's it for now guys i hope that these uh intense words uh help you we are the new crystal race of man as our bones become more crystalline as we rise up into the fifth dimension which is where we're definitely going it's where we definitely are and we're going to go deeper and deeper into this dimension as we let go of all of our illusions and toxic ideas about life and everybody remember to love everybody even if they disappoint you because they're still asleep so there you go just keep working on that one that's a big one love everybody no matter what all right (laughs) i'll be back tomorrow guys but for now i'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the holy fifth dimension till next time guys peace Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.